BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, this is Work Party, a podcast for women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we tap experts on topics that matter most to the modern working woman, whether you are running the show or working your side hustle. We're bringing in leading female entrepreneurs to share their stories with you. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. You guys ready for our keynote speaker? I am so excited for our next speaker. If you don't watch her dance videos, I mean, what are you doing with your life? Um, They are absolute goals. So please, she is a host, she's a dancer, she is an actress, and now author. And I am so excited to welcome her to the Creighton Cold Trade stage. Let's bring out Jenna Duwatt! Awesome. (laughs) Yay! Hi, guys. Wow, that was loud. We love loud. Let's project. Hi. Hi. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So you've been busy. Yes. You've had a crazy year. Thank you for making the time for us. Oh my God. This is amazing. Like, look at, look at this. This is incredible. My beautiful women. So what I want to do is obviously we know you now and what you're doing, but let's start at the beginning. How did you begin your career? Ooh. Um, well, I guess it all sort of started with Janet Jackson. <laughs> Doesn't it always? <laughs> Pretty much. I, you know, I moved to LA and I went to college, and then, but I was going to college to be there for dance auditions. I was in LA and all I wanted to do was dance for Janet. So I was going on audition and getting rejected and being told no constantly. And then there was one yes, and it was her doesn't really matter video. <sighs> Which iconic. Yeah, no. As a Janet fan, that was the biggest deal in the world. And from there, she asked me to go on tour and I, you know, danced with her for two years. And then it just sort of evolved. And then I kept dancing and then it turned into acting. But it all goes back to Janet, all of it. So not all of us are going to get the chance to hang with Janet Jackson. So, <laughs> so can you shed some Janet wisdom on us? Oh my gosh, what she's lesson? the best. She's the best. I mean, she. we would do, she's everything you think of and more. We would have, uh, she'd have sleepovers with the dancers. We would go to clubs with her. I was, mind you, 19, sneaking into clubs. She was sneaking me in. I, you know, I'm like, I'm with this one. Can I come with her in the club? Um, she's incredible. She really brings everybody in. She loves her dancers to be a part of her show. She's warm. She's loving. She's just the best. 
how did that obviously huge moment in your life yeah. shape what you are today? Oh, wow. Um, in every way. It was the first moment I had of really tangible proof of manifesting a dream of mine. I mean, you know, we talk about vision boards and all of this, but I, I watched her tour when I was 17 and I was like, all I want to do is dance for her. So it was a moment of realizing that I could create what I wanted in life. And if I worked really hard and had the right attitude. So she taught, you know, she gave me a lot of confidence early on. And then I think her, her demeanor with the people she worked with, and she was so kind and really loving and warm. And she had the same people around her for years. She treated everybody the same. We were all equal. There was no, you know, I'm better than you, or there was no attitude. So it just showed me a lot how it is to be a powerful woman in the business. Absolutely. And um, another powerful woman that you've worked with. So you recently shared a Throwback Thursday on your Instagram, which I, I loved. Um, it was you and Kelly Clark oh, yes. <laughs> at a Walmart parking lot in Texas. Yep. Um, where yep. you were doing like a quick change in the break room at Walmart while she was performing yep. in the parking lot. Yes. I, uh, you know, prior, actually, this is one of the jobs after Janet, I believe, I, uh, Kelly had just won American Idol. And so she had an audition and it was just shows with Kelly. It was, you you didn't know what it was. And I ended up getting in and it was, um, they called me and they're like, we're performing at a Walmart in Texas, which is where I'm from. So I was super excited. You know, I'm like, mom, call everybody. I'm dancing at Walmart. She's like, Walmart? Okay. But they, <laughs> they set up a stage in the parking lot and you think she had just won American Idol. So we were like, oh, it's going to be a huge crowd. There was nobody there. <laughs> there was like, I mean, there must have been 30 people there. This was brand, she was brand new. She had just won. And what they didn't tell us is there was no change room. There was no, they didn't even have, you know, dividers or anything set up. So we had to run off stage, run into the Walmart, into the break room. So there's people having smoke breaks and we're <laughs> stripping it down, putting on new clothes, stripping that off. I'm like, hey, you know, and then we had to run through the hallways of Walmart to get back on the stage. So I just remember being like, I'm never going to forget this. This is a moment. Like, this is this will never happen again. Well, and I love it too, because it's it's two women on the way up, right? Like, yes. it's like the beginning of your career. And, and another amazing woman. Like, I was really lucky. I worked with some incredible women early on. She's uh, incredible too. So we know there's a lot of ebbs and flows when it comes to careers and what you're doing. Yes. Can you walk us through some of the highs and some of the lows? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I've had so many. A lot of rejection. I, um, even though it seems, you know, to a lot of people, they think Janet was a big, it is a big job. And it came fairly early. But, you know, there was a year or so of absolute nothing. I mean, nothing. Not even a callback. It was just rejection. And, you know, that sort of flowed. And then when that tour was over, I didn't know what to do. And I was found into acting. Was, I was kind of brought into it. There was a lot of no's there. I mean, I can't tell you how many auditions I've been on. And they were like, she's too this. Or she's, she's not interesting. What is she? You know, it was like, it was just the constant stream of stuff that, that would make you insecure and put you in your head. And yet I just sort of kept persevering. I don't know if this is part of my personality that just won't give up. So I kept going and uh, things sort of opened up for me. But there was, there was a lot and a lot of time. You know, there was years. This is, I've been in the business for 15 years. It, you know, it, it, took, its, it took its time. 
So acting was something that you came into, and now your IMDb page is filling up. You have uh, Berlin, I Love You, The Wedding Year, a recurring role in The Resident, yes. uh, mixtape, a lot of different projects are working yeah. on. So how was that, you know, transition made, and how have you built, how have you worked to build a multifaceted career? Because I think there's no straight line anymore mm-hmm. when it comes to your career. That's what I think is amazing. That's what I'm noticing a lot in this day and age. It's women, we are able to be many different things at once. When I first started, especially in acting, it was as if they were telling me, um, don't tell anyone you're a dancer. You know, go in, no makeup, look as much like Natalie Portman and every other actress, you know, do not say you're a professional dancer. And then in that, you know, that I think that was something that really held me back for a long time is, is, trusting that you can be everything and anything you want and that it all sort of will work out. And then years went by and I sort of just started embracing what lit me up, whether that was hosting or that was dancing, whether that was acting. I just sort of embraced myself and then people embraced me and it became this relationship I had and it luckily formed many different things that I love to do. Yeah, I mean, I think for so many years, we were taught to be small, be one thing, don't try to be too many things. Um, And I think that's changing for the good. Um, So I want to get into your entrepreneurial endeavors. So obviously dancing, acting, Mm -hmm. amazing, but you also have a clothing line with Dance Skin. Yes. You have a lip line with Savvy Minerals by Young Living and now a book. So tell us about how you approach these businesses that you're doing, these these deals with brands. I find it is important to me. I think the word authentic gets way overused, but it's imp- I, I, it is impossible for me to promote, speak about anything that feels inauthentic. It, it's like impo- it's like a, an impossibility. I get there, I'm like, Ugh, I can't talk about it. So it was important to me to find things that matched what I f- believe in life, how I feel, and get behind that. And I had to trust that those brands and that those companies would find me. And we, it was sort of, you know, it's a dance, so to speak, of finding the right people to get involved with. And, um, you know, Savvy's amazing. Dance Skin was amazing. And now it's sort of creating what's next. What else do I want to create? And when it comes to those projects, how do you interject yourself as a creative director? Mm-hmm. Like, how involved mm-hmm. are you? Very involved. Um, with Danskin from the very beginning, they were super open to me and I was in there in all the design meetings. I picked out all the textures and the fabrics and the colors. I found it fun. For me, I have to feel excited to want to be there and to be doing it. So I, I didn't know how I'd feel. I loved every second of it. And I have a lot of opinions. So I used to say, I was like, I have a lot of opinions. I wore a lot of dance clothes. I know what fits women's bodies. I knew what would, you know, hug us in tight and where we want a little shape. It was really fun. Mother daughter owned and based in a small rural community, Go Macro's mission is to spread positive awareness for a balanced plant-based lifestyle with products that have positive effects on the world. It's their goal to inspire you to have a healthy body, sharp mind, and bold spirit. The founders of Go Macro started when the co-founder Amelia used a plant-based sustainable diet to help her overcome her battle with breast cancer. Her daughter Yola also adopted the diet and it transformed her health and vitality. Since 2004, they've made it their mission to spread the power of a balanced plant-based lifestyle. They remain dedicated to their farmers, their people, and creating clean products for a better future. Join them as they try to make the world better one bite at a time. 
Macro bars are made from simple, high-quality ingredients. All macro bars are certified organic, vegan, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, clean, and raw. And trust me, I've had them. We've had them at Crate and Cultivate events. They are incredible. They're delicious and obviously extremely healthy. And Go Macro's mission is to spread awareness for a balanced plant-based lifestyle with products that have a positive effect on the world, which you cannot go wrong with. So go to gomacro.com, use promo code PARTY, get 30% off and free shipping. That's gomacro.com, promo code PARTY for 30% off and free shipping. That's gomacro.com, promo code PARTY for 30% off plus free shipping. So I want to talk about the book, Gracefully You. Um, It's a personal journey and guide to overcoming negativity and cultivating happiness and peace in every aspect of your life. Tell us everything. (laughs) I'm just like, thank you. That Uh, is exactly right. Um, Um, Yeah. Yeah, the book, you know, it started as a poetry book. That's something I love poetry. And they came to me and I said, well, what if I did a poetry book? And then it sort of evolved into this personal journey about my life and things that I've been through and overcoming challenges, how to trust and surrender, how to connect. I think I know I'm the happiest when I have a connection to something greater than myself, when I'm Mm -hmm. in a really good flow and, and trusting life. And it just be kind of became this labor of love and this, you know, this child born, basically. It was just, it was really fun. And it took me a while because it changes, you know, you change, we change as women. So every six months I was like, you know, actually I want to go back because I feel differently about this and I want to speak on it. But it was a way for me to um, give my truth and speak as a lot of things are said that are not necessarily my truth. So it was it was a good moment for me to be able to speak on what I believe. I'm so excited about it. And I think, you know, you talk a lot about building healthy relationships. Yes. And I think all of us are trying to figure that out, whether it's a friendship, whether it's romantic, whether it's with our family. Um, what have you learned? What are those lessons that you've learned about mm. cultivating healthier relationships for yourself? I am still learning. I think right. that is our one of our biggest lessons in life is how to communicate better, how to deepen relationships, friendships, uh, parenting. You know, it's a constant learning basis. And I think part of the key of it is that I want to keep learning and I want to keep delving deeper with myself and learning who I am more. Why, why do I react that way? Why am I drawn to that? You know, I'm very curious by life and relationships. And in the book, you talk about, again, the ups and downs and being in the downs. Yes. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. There's major yeah. ups in your life, but uh, when you're in it, you're in it. And you're it's hard it. to see the light mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel. So mm-hmm. obviously now you're on the other side of it. You're having a killer year. You're putting out a book. You're doing a million things. But what advice do you give to women who are maybe in that mm. not so great mm. part of the journey? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I was there. And I was there for a good period of time. And I, I think naturally as a person, I like to get out of feeling badly. I'm one of those people that I was like, oh, I don't want to. But it was a really good lesson for me. I had to move through it, into it, when I was in a bad place or I was depressed or in like major grief. You know, may, grief is it's its own thing. And it was my, one of my first experiences with major grief. And you just have to, you have to move through it. You have to feel it. You have to love yourself while you're feeling it. Know that you're not going to feel this way forever. Know that there will be, the, the dawn will break. Um, 
And it was just, I think it was the grace, like giving myself the space and grace to really feel awful and then just know it was, it was coming. Absolutely. I think there's like a Pinterest that's like the only way out is through. It's, and so, it's so true. true. <laughs> I like such a cliche, but it is so true. There is no, there are no shortcuts to healing. There really Absolutely. aren't. Absolutely. Um, so another endeavor that you have is your new production company, yes. Everheart. So you're developing film and TV projects. Um, one, tell us about why you started this company mm-hmm. and what kind of projects you're looking to make. I was ready to create what I wanted to watch, what I wanted to be in, what message I want to put out into the world. I was just, you know, it had been sort of floating around for a while, but then all of a sudden I had this feeling of, no, this is the time. I'm ready to create what I want. And um, as life does, once you decide, then all of a sudden the little pieces come together and all of a sudden I had an executive and people that wanted to hear my ideas. And it's a journey, you know, it's, it's not, there's no short there's no shortcut to development. So it's been years of hard work and we've had things that are about to go into production and then they fall apart. And then we've had things that are going and we, you know, it's a journey, but that's life. And it's been really fun to switch my brain more to uh, what do I want to create rather than what's what jobs out there for me? What, what am I going to, you know, calling your agent and saying what's out there? Now I'm going, you know what I want to see? I want to see a show about you, you women and what, and it's all based around women, women writers, women stories. And so we're, we're having fun. That's amazing. And so one of the things we talk a lot about um, at Create and Cultivate is imposter syndrome. So mm-hmm. that feeling of, I don't belong here. Yeah. I, how did I get here? And, and kind of struggling with your power. Have you yeah. ever experienced that? Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so many times. I mean, there's been recently times where I've been talking about, you know, the book. And I, I go, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm saying this, but like I haven't taken time for myself in the last week and I feel overextended. And, you know, I talk about being empathic and how I can burn the candle at both ends, but there I am burning the candle at both ends. So, you know, it's, it's so many times, and it, but it's a nice reminder. It's a reminder for me of, okay, no, this is what you need to do. And there have been many times throughout my career that I feel I'm up there going, I'm really confident, and you know, I'm doing a talk show, and I'm like, yeah, I'm laughing, but I cried all morning, you know? <laughs> it's just like, with the, this is how complicated we are as humans and women. It's like, there's never, we're never just one thing. In my 20s, I knew the basics of personal finance, like saving and budgeting, but I wasn't always practicing it. I just couldn't think that far into the future, but looking back, I really wish I had someone to keep me accountable or could teach me the importance of why budgeting mattered. And if this sounds like you, say hello to Financial Gym. Just like the fitness version, the Financial Gym provides you with your own financial trainer who will help you manage your money from credit cards, goal setting, and investment education. They want to help you achieve financial fitness so you can reach your money goals. We know money can be confusing and frustrating and scary and intimidating for many of us. So they are here to break it down. And even just starting with these five numbers, 15. This is the percentage of income you earn before taxes that should be saved. Six, the number of months worth of savings you should have stashed away in case of an emergency. 750, this is the credit score Financial Gym recommends and do not worry if you're not even close, they will help you get there. Two, the number of investment accounts you need, for instance, retirement or taxable investments. And finally, 35, the percentage of your income that should be used to pay off debt. Boom, there it is, already helping you. So if you're ready to make some serious money moves, 
Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with the Financial Gym at financialgym.com slash workparty. Make sure to mention Work Party on your call to get that 20% off your monthly membership. And do not be shy. Be honest with your financial gym trainer about your situation so they can understand the best way to help you reach your financial goals, whether that's buying a house, increasing your salary, saving up for the wedding. Get in there, do it. Don't worry. They've got you covered. So one of the things we talked about today on a few different panels is keep up culture. So like Mm. being on Instagram, seeing everyone, you know, getting that job or being on that vacation or whatever it is. And I think it's something we all struggle with is even as entrepreneurs, as content creators, whatever it is, you see other people doing other things and you think I'm not good enough or like, I'm not doing that. So I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. How do you, how do you cope with that? The highlight reel, the Instagram highlight reel. That's what I call it all the time. No one puts like their bad moments up. We're never going, you know, I've really struggled. (laughs) It's always like the happy you know so I sometimes I try and do this Instagram versus reality where it's you know you see this like happy picture where two frames before you know everything was a hot mess in your kitchen and it's hard but I think it's sort of surrounding yourself with friends and people and real life that is just as important and remembering that we're all sort of playing the same social media game and everyone the FOMO is real and it's it's not real you know so you have millions of followers. Um, how do you, do you read the comments? Do you block people? What's your, what's your vibe yeah. and stance? You know, I used to not read anything. It was one thing that I would post it and kind of like, well, you know, I would hear about if someone was writing about it or liked the post. And now um, I sort of, I'm so busy that sometimes I'll post and I'll kind of skim through some of the comments here and there. And I do like I like hearing what people have to say and I'm able to, if there's a really negative or some people just, you know, they get on something and they want to write, write, I'm able to understand, well, this isn't real. You know, this is, that's their opinion. I can move on. It's sort of, you just kind of don't take it to heart. So you have an incredible team around you who obviously helps you with all your different projects and things you have going on. Um, I think one of the big questions that a lot of us have are like, how do you build a good team? Mm, yeah, well, it, it is building. It is finding whoever it is, whether it's one person or two people that make you feel like the best you, who get you. I think it's really important to feel seen, as Oprah says. Always quoting Oprah. Um, And if you find one or two people that see you, then you kind of create from there and there will be people that it, it ebbs and it flows. I've had lots of people come in my life and then it doesn't fit. You grow, you change, they don't match anymore and then somebody else will. And I am very, very strong. I feel very strongly about having people around that lift me up, that it's a good flow and vibe. And if it's not working, it's not working. And for women, we have a hard time saying no and saying that and speaking our truth. And it's a lesson I've had to learn and saying, you know what, this isn't working. I think that's so true. I think as you get older, your circle professionally, personally Mm -hmm. gets smaller, but I think that's a good thing. You know what serves you and what doesn't. So you've become a sex symbol in the industry. Have I? (laughs) (laughs) How how do you feel about that title? Imposter syndrome, own it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly. I'm owning it. Um, How do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about that title? I, well, I don't know if I've ever, like, given myself that title. Um, I've... (sighs) I love sexy people, sexy women. That inspires me. I've always felt, um, I think it's a dancer thing really early on. You know, I see like dance recital videos of me of eight years old and I'm whipping my head around and I'm like, that's 
you know, I was aware. <laughs> I was just in my body very early on. And I celebrated. I think it's a, it's a natural part of who we are. It's the essence of how we even were here. So I embrace it. I think that women can be mothers and be sexy and can be wives, can not be wives, can be partners. I mean, it's why can't we be all of that and, and love being sexy? I've never understood that. We are multifaceted. We're sexy and smart. Deal with it. Um, So, you know, we have a lot of incredible women who are all here to hear you speak. So I want you to give some advice. So what advice do you have um, when it comes to success um, in terms of timing? I think a lot of what we see now is overnight success. At least it looks Mm -hmm. that way on the surface. But let's talk long game. Mm-hmm. There's a, it is a long game. It, t- it took me personally, I think, a long time to get to the place where I was being fulfilled by creative experiences in the way that I am now. But it also took me a long time to kind of come fully into my own. So it's, it's a relationship. And I, I believe that you have to stick with it. It sounds so cliche, but you really can't give up. And getting clear, for me, a huge thing was getting clear about what my what I wanted to feel. It was, you know, first half of my career, my life was very much, well, I want to do a movie and I want to be in a TV show. You know, it was very sort of what I wanted to have for me. It had nothing to do about how I wanted to feel. And then I changed and said, well, I want to feel happy. I want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel lit up. I want to feel like I'm using my gifts and my talents to for the pur- for my own purpose in this life. And so when that happened, the opportunities changed. And yet I was able to feel those feelings in a way that I was not in the box of what I thought my career would look like. And I'm so much happier. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about self-care. Obviously, it's a huge hot topic. And living in the 9 to 5, 5 to 9, we're working all the time world. Um, When dancing is your job, how do you stay fit? Does it feel like work all the time? Uh, Another thing that ebbs and flows. Um, I went, you know, my entire life I danced for seven, eight hours a day from, you know, I would get out of school until 10 p.m. at night and then I'd come home and do my homework on the car home, car ride home. And I just was a naturally athletic person. I was always moving. I was always dancing. So, and as I got into acting, you know, that obviously it's a different muscle. You're, you're connecting in a different way. So I had to find ways to get the movement in my life. And I did that through keeping up a dance, but also different trainers, different workouts that I do. Um, you know, for me, I'm the happiest when there is some movement always in my life. Like nothing makes me happier than dancing. So if I can't dance, I find something that sort of brings me the same element of performance or a workout that's dance-based. And But it ebbs and flows. I mean, there's times, like right now, I'm so busy and, you know, I'm a mom first and foremost. So it's hard to find time. But I have, you have to make it because you realize how much better you feel about yourself if you find that time. How many moms do we have here? Shout out, mom. Yes. How are you managing um, that work-life balance when it comes to raising kids? And not to say this is a question we should just ask women. We should ask men this too. Yes, it's true. But I would love to hear about that. Yeah. um, Well, she's my number one priority. And so everything else sort of just falls in line after that. So if, you know, Everly, her schedule is, is of utmost importance to me. And yet everything else is able to fit. 
So when you get clear about what is important to you, all the other sort of puzzle pieces kind of fit. And I like to think of it, um, I've said many times, like a bank account. So if you have taken out a lot of time and you've had to be at work or you've had to, you know, be on a press tour or something, you come back and you sort of deposit really quality presence. For me, presence with her is everything. I watch her blossom and she really responds to my full undivided attention. So I just try and pay it back. <laughs> it's like a balancing scale at all times. So you've called yourself an empath and sort yeah. of a hippie. <laughs> oh, I'm a total hippie. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about your spiritual practice, your self-care. Like, what do you do to feel good? Mm-hmm. Um, lots of things. I, I also was always a seeker, have always been a seeker. So from a very young age, you know, I was kind of the, the one that was asking my mom to go to church. And I'm not necessarily religious, but it was just something that I wanted to connect. I wanted to pray. I wanted to, like, get quiet. So it's always been something that's super important to me. And I've tried. I've been on a seeker's path. I've, you know, meditated. I've done healings. I've lived in Peru for two weeks. I mean, it's just all kinds of things that sort of break down the barriers and get me closer to my true self and connect to a greater presence. And it's one of my top values and priorities in life. I love it. So we're going to wrap with some sentence finishers. So uh, when I look back on my life, I think... I would have never imagined this. (laughs) This is better than I ever thought. My guilty Instagram crush. Oh, Petra Nemkova. And Hel- Helena Christensen. I'm, those are good ones. Uh, your self-care indulgence? <laughs> sea salt baths. Ooh, what's I the, love those. What's the, just- I pour an obscene amount of sea salt in a bath with a lot of essential oils almost every night. Really? Yeah, because it's like, it's like take the day off. Mm. You want to soak it off, but then there's a lot of, you know, theories about sea salt and like sort of cleansing your energy. Your best hippie. Yeah, hippie. Your best life hack is? Oh, um, I always have a safety pin. Everyone needs a safety pin. My daughter's always like, do you have a safety pin? There's always something that needs a safety pin. Who doesn't need a safety pin? Y'all do this and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, you're right. I do need a safety pin. Uh, The best business advice I've ever received? Be you. Everyone wants to see you. And this is what I'm just curious about. Like, what, what's your favorite jam right now? What song, mm. songs are you loving? Um, artists? I was just, I was jamming out on the way here. I'm really into Lizzo. So Lizzo's Juice this is my jam. All right, well, that's going to be your, if you haven't done a dance video already, we're ready. I know, I know. This is the next one. I don't think I can twerk like that, though. Uh, I mean, I think you can. I think you would 100%. We might have to do a challenge here. I don't oh, know. gosh. <laughs> yeah, that would, I would lose that one. <laughs> um, okay, so final question. A woman I admire is? Mm, um, gosh, so many. Right now, I'm really admiring Reese Witherspoon yes. because she yeah. is a boss babe on all levels. I think she's incredible at, artistically. She's an incredible actress, but I also love how she's created and her production company and how she's finding all this incredible you know, shows and she's creating all these amazing things and her book club. And she's a woman of many, many different uh, creative passions, and I just, I admire that. I'd like That's to do you. That. One more question. What's next for Jenna? Oh, gosh. Um, I would like a lot of quality personal family time. I would like to continue to create my production company, um, keep surprising myself with the creative opportunities, and, and uh, know myself deeper every single day. 
And when does the book come out? It comes out in October, end of October. We all got to get it. Yeah. Let's give it up for Jenna. Hope you like it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, guys. Have you bought your copy of Work Party the Book? Part career manifesto, part practical business advice, Work Party the Book is everything I wish I knew during my early years as an entrepreneur. The ups, the downs, the things I learned, and the women that helped me to make it happen. Just like in our podcast, Work Party the Book does not shy away from the nitty-gritty details you need to know. If you hope to start your own business or become the HBIC at your current gig, we're here to help you out. Available in hardcover and audiobook on Amazon, also on iBooks at Target and your local bookstore. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Work Party, the podcast. If you felt inspired and learned something new, let us know in a review on iTunes and check us out on social at Work Party. For every episode, we have downloadable resources available on workparty.com. So you can put these tips and tools into action for your own business. Thanks again for listening. And as always, work hard, party on.